This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This month marks the 20th birthday of podcasting. I don't mean us at The Squeeze, we're not that old yet, but podcasting itself has been around for two whole decades. So we decided to shortcut it. We look at how it all got started, why it's changed everything in the media landscape, and what's ahead for podcasting, given there are literally millions of podcasts available for you to listen to right now. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, unless you were a really, really early adopter, you probably wouldn't realise that it's been 20 years since the first podcast was released. Many people, including us, have only really jumped on the the pod bus in the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A politics show by a journalist named Christopher Linden is widely credited as being the first podcast. That was back in 2003. And it mainly gets that credit because it was the first time that an audio file had been distributed via an RSS feed, which stands for Really Simple Syndication. So it's a podcast, I guess. The term podcast, which is a hybrid of iPod and broadcast, wasn't actually used until 2004. It really took off because mostly people were downloading what was an audio equivalent of a blog, I guess, onto their iPods. And that's how the word caught on. Yeah, so the iPod, of course, was everything for a hot minute oh, back yeah. then, <laughs> and then it wasn't, and a lot of early podcasts were just Jill and Joe Smith putting them out in their lounge room, like those very early bloggers on the internet, and mm. of course, I remember blogs, Kate, I'm old enough to remember when they were a new thing. <laughs> um, they were pretty amateur and teeny tiny audiences. I remember getting my first iPod. That was very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, I guess we really forget that before iPhones exploded, after they were launched in 2007, radio really was everything in the car, mm. in the home. You listen to shows or music you liked at a set time. I do remember standing by the radio, Claire, yes. and clicking record when my favourite <laughs> song came on on cassette. Yep. Like top 40 <laughs> hits, whatever show that was. Oh, yep. and you always knew the start and end of the next song as part of the current <laughs> song, you know what I mean? It was absolutely yeah, something. <laughs> um, so you literally tuned into a radio station and sometimes you even had to ring up and make a request to get your favourite <laughs> song to play. Of course, then there was the iPod and the fact that you could listen at any time was really revolutionary. Yeah, of course, this theme of having our content on demand really has only taken off with more and more steam. But one of the big breakthroughs for podcast was actually just an edited version of a radio show by Ricky Gervais. Uh, In 2006, it was averaging 250,000 downloads every show. Wouldn't mind those numbers, Kate. That'd be Uh, right. and (laughs) And for a while, big broadcasters like NPR in the United States, the BBC, the ABC, they really just saw podcasting as a way to get their existing radio shows online. And there's still quite a bit of that, Claire. We won't go into the ins and outs of that. And everyone has views, of course. But it's fair to say that that first decade, I guess, of podcasting was a pretty slow burn. Yeah. So if This American Life was your first podcast in the late 2000s, then you definitely get to count yourself as an early adopter. Mm. A lot of people forget that it was actually a radio show that was turned into a podcast in that way 
of stretching that radio content online. It got a much bigger audience, though, as a podcast and really came to international attention. Uh, And then the biggie came in 2014 with Serial. It was a story about Adnan Syed, who possibly was wrongly convicted of murdering his girlfriend. Uh, I reckon that was the first podcast I ever listened to. Oh, That really? got 100 million downloads in its first year. It also got a new trial for the guy in the story. The first one I listened to was in 2018. That was Dirty John. Of course, mm. you're here in Australia. The teacher's pet as well was really huge. True crime was sort of at the forefront of making podcasts into really, really big deals. 2018, Claire, was also when The Squiz Today launched and we can proudly say that we were the first daily news podcast here in Australia. Yep. We did jump on board relatively early. Since then, let's have a look at how podcasting has changed storytelling, how it's affected content and shaken up a whole heap of the media landscape. Claire, we did a shortcut on streaming and video on demand last year. You've talked about on demand. We talked about how Netflix changed everything for TV, really, and we all know that given Mm. the way we view things is changed. It was the death of appointment viewing. Less and less of us crowd around the telly at 7.30 every night to watch our favourite show. And in some ways, podcasting is even more profound than that because the barrier to entry is so low. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about video streaming is you still need to make really big money out of it. So the big studios behind Netflix, Stan, Prime, Binge, it's still the giants of the screen making the content and they need those big budgets to make those big blockbusters. Mm. Um, So what podcasting did was take away the gatekeeper. There's very few barriers to entry with podcasting. You don't need millions of people listening and you don't need millions of dollars to do it um, or even hundreds of thousands. You just need really a solid concept and maybe a couple of good microphones and some pillows for soundproofing. We certainly went down that road. We certainly have been down that road, Claire. We tried to find a photo of our original setup, but unfortunately we didn't document it very well. Um, But if we do manage to find, so if you can just imagine us in our room with pillows all around us, that's what we did. (laughs) The trick with podcasting, of course, like any media, is if you can establish a loyal audience, grab the attention of a segment of the market. So that might be, for example, busy women aged 25 to 45. You don't have to appeal to a mass market of everyone. And probably the most successful shows in podcasting really understand who they're trying to appeal to. Yeah, understanding the audience is absolutely crucial. That's certainly been our experience. And of course, one of the other content trends to point to uh, beyond the how you do it is the uh, subject matter, true Mm. crime. Massive. Serial, uh, of course, was the original, but so many have followed. Yeah, as we said, we mentioned Dirty John, we mentioned The Teacher's Pet. All of that played a big part in growing podcast as um, a medium. It also, I mean, in The Teacher's Pet's case, um, played a big part in getting the Chris Dawson murder case to trial. And then, Claire, there's the Case File series, which is always at the top of the charts. Yeah, Australians really do like that true crime genre. Uh, The number of podcasts in that genre just prolific. Uh, One I've got to admit that I'm not so sure about is when celebrities go to the microphone. (laughs) Uh, Podcasting really does seem to attract a celebrity that has a gap in their diary to stay relevant (laughs) with the podcast. Um, I feel like when they were stuck at home with COVID, that happened a lot. Some of them aren't great, but some are really fun too. I guess to this barrier to entry point, um, it's very easy to pick up a mic and put out a podcast. And, you know, we've got 
um, various opinions about which podcasts are good and which podcasts are not. Of course, we've got Meghan Markle and Archetypes and not sure if Spotify have recouped their spending on that one. Kim Kardashian got into true crime. That was a step too far Mm. even for her fans. Um, And, you know, there's been a whole host of others, Claire John Stamos, Demi Moore, Rob Lowe. Kate Hudson, Michelle Obama. I don't know whether we should be lumping her in with the celebrities. Uh, Her husband got in on a gig with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Smartless is one that does very well in Australia. That's one with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. I quite enjoy that one from time to time. Uh, Also Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. I don't mind that one either. Yeah, there's a few good ones out there. Claire, comedy is the biggest segment when it comes to podcast downloads in America, though. After that, it's news, true crime and sport. Yeah, interestingly on that American list, politics is way down the list. I find that really confronting because they're the kind of podcasts <laughs> I like to listen to. Uh, and investigative journalism is way down the list as well. Yeah, which is really interesting. And I mean, when we look at the podcast charts here in Australia, there is um, a podcast ranker, which isn't a definitive list. We've talked about it um, before, but it does give a good snapshot of what's really popular here. So at the top, you've got Case File, which we just mentioned. Yep. Hamish and Andy, entertainment. I mean, entertainment in podcasting is a huge genre. Shameless with Shameless Podcast, Mamma Mia Out Loud, The Imperfects. I know a lot of people like to listen to that Mm. one. Um, And then you're talking about radio shows turned into podcasts. And again, as I said, people have views, but Kyle and Jackie O shows up there. 7am by Schwartz Media, Life Uncut. You've got Squiz Today in there, in that top 10 podcasts. Um, And sometimes we drift out of that, but we're always around the top 10. And then a whole host of others, sport, more true crime, a host of other lifestyle podcasts as well. Yeah, but we're pretty similar to the Americans. Not a lot of news, not a lot of politics Mm. way up the top. We're in rarefied air when it comes to that. Yeah, it is a bit interesting to have a look at, but I guess there's so much to choose from. And we'll get into some of the numbers in the next segment. We've heard a lot in the last couple of years, and I think we've just demonstrated, Claire, that podcasting has hit saturation point, perhaps. There's anywhere from three to five million podcasts out there and probably a hundred million episodes. Yeah, it's a lot. And (laughs) when when you go through the numbers, certainly there was a surge during COVID. uh, And what the experts say is that when we've sort of come out of the pandemic and starting to get back to normal, it's dropped right off. And there's a lot of dormant podcasts sitting out there that Mm. aren't necessarily active. But Australia is actually quite a big podcast consuming nation. There was a big survey mid last year showing that about 40% of Aussies were listening to a podcast every month. That compares to 38% in the US. Uh, But clearly even the most dedicated consumers aren't going back through that gigantic catalogue of podcasts that are still available. Yeah, the average podcast listener gets through seven episodes a week and the length of that podcast can vary from 10 minutes in our case through to four hours. Someone recommended a four-hour podcast to us the other day. They might subscribe or follow about half a dozen shows, clearly a lot of podcasts being made but not finding an audience. No, and of course it doesn't matter if someone is making it for love, not money. Uh, Self-publishing types, it's a bit like 
publishing your own book, yeah. you're able to do that. Uh, but of course, now a lot of podcasts are being made with the backing from media companies, and they're looking for advertisers to attach themselves to their shows. So it's really a question about whether there's enough sponsorship dollars to go around, uh, whether there's other ways to monetize podcasts as well. Yeah, there's not necessarily a pot of gold at the end, but there are plenty of podcasts who, in addition to advertising or instead of advertising, are asking their audience to pay for content, whether that be through a subscription or a donation. And there are plenty of people, audience members, people listening who are doing so. Yeah, and I feel like that was the same sort of conversation around Netflix. Everyone said that it sort of peaked. It had as many people watching it as there was ever going to be. And then consumers keep showing that there's appetites for new and good content. So it keeps surprising everyone and they'll pay for it, certainly when it comes to video streaming. And it certainly seems like they might pay for podcasts too. Yeah. The interesting thing about audio is that there's also still a huge number of people who don't even know about podcasts and they're going to find out. So for example, car manufacturers have all but stopped putting radios in cars. So as people buy new cars, Claire, podcasts might be their go-to in-car audio Mm. choice. I think it's in-car content is the official term. And, of course, a lot of traditional radio stations, so AM, FM, will be switched off within a decade. So over time, people are going to have to get their listening off their phone or their smart speakers. Yep, that's all part of the brave new world. Um, It's apparently about a third of the population having smart speakers as well in their homes and in their workplaces. So about 60% say that they're going to listen to more audio uh, once they've got that speaker. Yes. So everyone who's forecasting that podcasting may have peaked, we think, yeah, nah. We reckon there's plenty of life left in the the sprightly young 20-year-old that podcasting is. <laughs> and that's your shortcut to the 20th anniversary of podcasting. On to our recommendations. Claire, each week we give you a recommendation for some further reading, listening or watching. For those uber podcast nerds listening to this podcast today the way that Claire and I keep up with the world of podcasting and everything that's going on in it is by subscribing to an email called pod news if you are super interested in this topic and you want to keep ahead of things highly recommend subscribing to that email yeah it's a really good one actually it was the thing that alerted us to the fact that it was the 20th anniversary of podcasting yeah. so there you go thanks pod news <laughs> Kate I'm going to recommend my all-time favorite podcast which I know I've banged on about in the past but it's Still 13 minutes to the moon. I never thought that I'd get emotional about space travel, but I really did. It was just so fabulous and it's still one that takes up a very big corner of my heart. And the corner of your podcast heart. (laughs) The corner of my podcasting heart. We'll pop a link to both of those in your episode notes. Thank you for indulging us and listening to this podcast on podcasting. We hope you got something out of it. And of course, always happy to hear from you um, about what you think about podcasting. You can always send us an email to hello at thesqueeze.com.au with recommendations for a squeeze shortcut, of course, as well. In the meantime, I know we just told you that political podcasts don't do so well, but we have one out this week and it's all about Donald Trump's most recent indictment. Um, You can get that in your ears wherever you get your podcasts. Chat to you next time.